0: Today's edition of the Roma Press Podcast, as always, is brought to you by EuroFantasyLeague.com. The football season is in full swing, and regardless of which league you prefer or which league you play or if you want to play multi-league games, Euro Fantasy League is the absolute best. Make sure you check them out. Make sure you support them because they support this podcast. EuroFantasyLeague.com.
1: Welcome to the Roma Press
0: Podcast with John Solano. Hello again, welcome back. Another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I'm John Solano, joined alongside me is my co-host Andy Mattioli, following Roma's 3-3 draw at the Stadio Olimpico against Atlanta. A lot to get to, so let's just jump right into it. Andy, your first thoughts.
1: Uh, it was very messy and might be one of, or perhaps the ugliest game I have seen under Di Francesco uh, as a coach of uh, of Roma. Just terrible. Uh, definitely one of the worst displays of Roma in the past couple of years. Uh, might be my number one. Uh, that whole first half is something... You do not want to see your team play on a Monday evening. Just terrible stuff. Terrible.
0: That first half was abominable. um, Nobody put a foot right. Manolas, Fazio, Peregrini, Cristante were especially horrific. I don't know about you. I would like to hear your opinion. Are we Uh, sure Lorenzo Pellegrini is not just complete shit, frankly? I I mean, he's young. I understand you have to give him time. He had a terrible season last season. He was terrible again Well,
1: aside from the first half of the season, come on. Aside from the first half of the season, I remember people were uh, actually saying, why are we starting Strootman if Pellegrini is in a better shape in the first half of the season? Then he got worse, um, and today he was also one of the worst uh, players on the pitch. You know, frankly, I don't know. Um, It's difficult to say because he he was never... uh, he never seemed to be, to find the comfort zone in, in this squad. And he never seemed to be um, a player uh, Di Francesco trusted uh, in the first place. So uh, that's a bit tricky. Um, today he hasn't, he didn't do anything right. And recently he's been garbage, true. Um, I don't know. I would still, I would still give him some time, but yeah, I mean... It, he doesn't have anything particular that stands out. It's everything is so of average, and just uh, it costs the team uh, points and, and effort, and it just doesn't seem like like a like a good player.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I can't think of many good matches that he's had. I mean, I can think of more poor ones than good, which. Really is a problem. So let's let's go through and give our match ratings. We'll start at the back. Let's start with Olsen. And I'm going to start for his rating with that third goal. I think he's got to save that. I would give him a 5.5 just because he did better again in the second half.
1: Definitely. Um, a 5.5 for me as well, uh, mostly because the entire back line was uh, just in shambles. And... Um, Nobody performed back there, so I I don't blame him too much on his performance tonight. I think he was fine until that third goal came in. Afterwards, he was also fine. He he had a, a really good stop on the on a on a goal on a ball that was uh, then claimed to be offside um, yes. later on in the second half. That was a really good save. Uh, he he reacted very well, but overall he was average and. Uh, Quite frankly, he was probably the best one uh, in the defense, so that's saying quite a lot about tonight's performance.
0: It, It does. Florenzi now, I would give him, obviously he scored an important goal. That was another one that probably should have been saved. He wasn't bad in the first half. He wasn't great. Of the he four, was missing. I yeah. thought he was much better than Collardov, Fazio, or Manolas. So I maybe a six, five and a half. I, you know what? I'll go six.
1: Yeah, uh, I I say six because of the goal um, in the first half. He was he was he he went missing quite a while, lot. And uh, first of all, let's hope that he's all right because uh, he knocked himself in the in the left knee, which yes, was the yes. one he got. Yeah, he got surgery on. So, But otherwise, I think he was one of the few that gave up, uh, that didn't gi- give up. So one of the few um, that actually uh, was in the match in the second half from the uh, starting 11, one of the few who uh, kept running and, and pressing. Um, yeah, six, definitely.
0: Okay, now Fazio and Manolas. I, I don't even... Yes, Manolas scored. They were both so poor... In the first half, even with Manolas' goal i I don't know how anybody could give him more than a four and a half or a five just of to me look, this was, the this, was I mean, this was the Pata annihilated him
1: yeah this was to me uh one of the worst defensive displays since the Porto game in the u c l uh games with uh with spalletti um where we just completely Got destroyed by Porto. Similarly, here we, we the, the two our two defenders did not track. Uh, Manolas got manhandled by Zapata uh, as per usual. Zapata is one of those strikers that always has to uh, get at Roma. He always scores against us. And Fazio was uh, he I don't even know what he was doing on that second goal. Why didn't he slide for the for the ball? The ball he just let the ball pass across his feet. Uh, to me, you you have a defender that does that. You put him on the bench. That's it. Because that it wasn't even you know a mistake. He, they just they just didn't care. Fazio looked like he couldn't be bothered to play tonight. Um, I don't know if you can do that again against Milan uh, on Friday because Milan is gonna be wanting to. Um, make up for that loss so yeah uh, definitely a 4 for uh, for Fazio and a 4.5 for Manolas because of the goal
0: yeah I agree Kolodov I mean he didn't do anything spectacular he wasn't particularly bad he had a drop back into central defense when the changes were made by Di Francesco. I mean again he wasn't bad he wasn't great he wasn't his first half wasn't that outstanding. He had some mistakes as well. I would give him a 5.5 as well. Well,
1: the the problem is that he, Kolarov does not defend. So when you have a, a defense, a two-man two defense like today that just can't catch a break with Atalanta constantly pressing and pushing forward, and you have Kolarov who just gets... Uh, run past by, by some youngsters, and he doesn't bother even to track back. Uh, it, it puts the whole team on the back heel. Uh, for me, it's a 5.5. 5. He really was... He was just not the color of, we know. He didn't push forward. He didn't do... He didn't put any good crossing. in. Um, and then, second half, I don't know. He, he It wasn't his game.
0: Pellegrini, Cristante... We can just go through this whole list and you compare, you know, people who had poor matches together and give them the same
1: rating. I mean, both of them for me five. Yeah, I mean, I think the the mistake is that we constantly think that oh, you know, Atlanta is uh, you know a mid table team or a team like today that was playing their second squad because the first one was tired after the the. Uh, a Europa League game, um, but Atalanta is so well-coached. They have everything going for them right now. You know, they're well-oiled. Everybody knows their place in the squad. Everybody knows the, the what the coach wants. They constantly run. They constantly press. They're, they're just they were just so much into the game compared to roma so i don't actually blame so much uh, cristante and pellegrini i blame more di francesco for just not getting the, the, the team right for this game he simply got out coached and obviously the players got outrun um, i you know i think cristante wasn't even that bad he just wasn't to be found and pellegrini was horrific Because he, you know, you always have, you need always some connection between the defense and the midfield. And today the defense was terrible, so the midfield was obviously terrible as well. Um, So, yeah, a five five for Pellegrini, five for Cristante.
0: That Aussie, in my opinion, probably could have been the man of the match. He was sensational, in my opinion. I would give him a six and a half or a seven. That first half, he alone stopped at least one goal. Maybe, maybe perhaps two. The uh, the tackles that he had to make up for the errors of Manolas and Fazio were crucial. Yeah, it, it's it's a problem when the thirty five year old is the best one in the midfield.
1: That, that's that's true. And also, if you notice those uh, slide tackles, that goal clearing slide tackles that basically saved Roma in that first half. They would have lost by like four one five one in the first half um you notice that de rossi is running faster than fazio and manolas he's actually Tracking back much faster than the two of them. He's 35. He jumps. He gets on that ball. Uh, I mean, you could see the relief on Olsen's face because he actually noticed that, you know, you you got a 35-year-old doing the job of two younger defenders. Um, Yeah, 6.5. I mean, for me, if it wasn't for um, the the substitutions in the second half, he would be the man of the match.
0: Yeah, I I agree. As for the attack, Under um, he had the assist on Pastore's goal, or what I believe he did, right? Or was it? It was Under. It was no, no, okay. it was Under. Yeah. So I didn't think he was bad. He wasn't great. He had the assist, obviously. I would give him a six, six and a half. I thought he had a couple of good opportunities that he created something out of nothing in the second half. I thought no, he, he did pretty yeah, well. I'd I, I give him a six.
1: He also had those, uh, he also uh, was one of the few to actually put the ball and, uh, into the, the, the six yard box and actually test Golini. So um, he made some nice shots. And uh, as you said, he made something out of nothing, um, which he does. And probably one of the last ones to give up. And, he, you know, he stayed the whole 90 minutes. Um, I actually liked him, and if it was if it wasn't for the the, the midfield that that just didn't supply you know him with enough uh, interesting uh, situations and goal scoring chances, I think he would have scored tonight. Um, yeah, I think it's a six six point five definitely. Jeco
0: probably should have had a goal on that volley that sailed over the bar. He also had a free header that. Went straight at the goalkeeper. Really should have put one of those two in the back. Although his no, hold-up play today was good. I'll give him, again, a six. I didn't think he... He should have had a goal. But, again, his hold-up play was good.
1: I I think that, you know, it's, it, it's one of those games where Jack just isn't there. And... Um... You know, sometimes it happens. Today he, he missed a very uh, jekyll like uh, opportunity. Um, yeah, it's always like that. If he can't score, he always um, he always pays back with some great uh, ball uh, handling uh, um, situations. So uh, I, I liked how sometimes he would, you know go on the flank and for example keep the ball there and let pastore drop into the six yard box so it's always helpful to have someone like him even on an off day uh to try and do that but yeah definitely a six
0: 5.56 and then pastore really for him it was sort of a tale of two halves obviously in the first half he had the goal but he really had a massive drop off after that as did the entire side but Wow, did he look completely different when Zonzi came in, and he was able to have a bit more freedom to move oh, yeah. forward? Oh yeah, 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 T- totally
1: different play. I mean, I, you know, he play, he did play for PSG sometimes as a substitute on the wing. Um, but usually it was, you know, one of those games in in the UCL. I think I got him sometimes playing on the wing, but it was usually in situations where PSG needed a goal and they just needed right. one more attacker. Um. But, yeah, I mean, why would you put him on that left wing if you have so many other natural options? Uh, and, you know, I mean, the whole second half, he was brilliant, you know? That's why I said I couldn't give uh, De Rossi the man of the match because I think the second half had um, some individuals like Pastore and Zonzi that did so much in, in so little time Um Really, uh, in the second half, as a trequartista, you know, just you could see him actually enjoying the position he was playing in. And it was a totally different player, um, creating really nice chances, uh, just adding some speed to the attack. And he was so threatening, even with the ball at his feet. Um, yeah, I think it was uh, 6.5 for me.
0: Now you mentioned it, I mentioned it. Let's get to Nzonzi. I thought he flipped the match. I loved it. On his head. I, I mean, you have to wonder why he didn't start from the beginning. Clearly, yeah. just in terms of ability, one of the best at Roma. Ah, yes. Yes. Stabilized the midfield. Allowed Pastore the license to attack. Opened up the attack. And he. I, I was thoroughly impressed with how he carried the ball forward and was able to actually create in the final third I didn't think he had that in his game but for me he for me he was the best on the pitch man of the match for, 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 for Roma yeah
1: I'm very good yeah because um I think you know Di Francesco basically came to the conclusion that perhaps he was still not ready on a, physically you know and, and he, maybe he had some doubts <laughs> against Atlanta who run three times more than your team and that's exactly what happened but nzonzi came on and just man that was it's it was such a calming presence and he actually runs with the ball for he can run for a guy that is so tall um and really, even Gasperini said in the post-game interview. I don't know if you read it. He he said that the the, man, the guy who created the most problems in the second half wasn't Zonzi. That he mm-hmm. said my players were just completely crippled by him in the in the midfield, and you could see the Atlanta players just struggling to get the ball away from his feet. Um, loved it. Uh, I think he just came on, and it was what Roma needed. And I think that. That's what Roma needs in these sort of situations.
0: And then there's Cliver, who, I, I mean, just in terms of being dynamic, I think he's the most dynamic attacker that Roma have. He can create something out of nothing. I think he needs to play more. I think he has earned the right to be a starting player. He should have had at least an assist to his name when Jekyll was open and oh, he yeah. decided to, sl- to, to slow down and not play that ball Oh yeah. that was the one that should have been a goal it wasn't
1: and then he had a chance and yes that was, that was also but you know it's i think he um he wasn't as good as uh, in Torino but um he was just as unpredictable and as uh dynamic and really you could see him being like this threatening presence there on the wing um I was a bit skeptical if if it was worth putting him on against Atlanta because I was afraid that if he was going to have a bad performance, everybody would be like, ah, oh, you know, that's what happens when you put a teenager uh, on the starting eleven. You know, um, but he was great, uh, and I liked I liked him and his um, his way of 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 uh, speaking on the on the on the pitch with uh, um, Jaco and chic I think the the three of them really combine nicely into this uh, front three which then you know obviously with a DF it turned into a front four or even five at a certain point um but yeah I think it's a six it's a six
0: and then di Francesco uh, who- <laughs> Really, really poor from him. Approach was all wrong. The lineup, the players that he used was all wrong. For me, a four. And that's...
1: That's being kind, yeah. That's being kind. That's being
0: kind just because he got the first half so wrong. Yeah. But you have to hope that this is at least a lesson learned, wouldn't you think?
1: You know, that's... I just... uh, Definitely he has to understand that You have to play to the team's strength. And he did not do that today. He did not trust Clivert. He did not trust Nzonzi from the start. And that was a big mistake. I really hope he gets it right next time. And I hope he changes the formation because you could just see how the team was really nicely... Playing and the, the whole the whole action was flowing so smoothly when um, Nzonzi and De Rossi found themselves there uh, in the middle of the pitch together as a as a two two man midfield with uh, then Pastore up front completely different team he has he has to understand that you you put the team first he always says put the team first well when you do your formation when you uh, build your squad for the game. Remember to you know to take the team first into account because all these ideas you know of being uh, you know so always so close to the four three three and you know four three three being the basics for football. Just no, throw it out the window. Think about the team. Look at what works for them. Definitely, the four-three-three does not work if you want to play the guys you want to play. That's it. That's and it's a four. I mean, a four is being generous because uh, we were playing against uh, an Atlanta team that played what uh, three days ago, um, and we played against their second squad. So at home, definitely no excuses. Uh, three point five four for me. That's it. Yeah, uh, he
0: he he got it all wrong today and really just the final word I'll have on uh, on this match is if if they play this way against Milan, I mean they they will undoubtedly lose without question. They cannot afford a similar Oh yeah. I mean, like imagine imagine imagine
1: flashed. Fazio. Yeah, imagine Fazio having this performance against Higuaín. Uh, and you you, you will just not survive. And um, let's see also what happens with Florenzi, if he feels better, or maybe we're going to see Karsdorp starting. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, let's hope... Because today it wasn't even a, a matter of uh, just not players being not good enough the players were simply not performing they were just not into the game they completely got outrun um, and you know hopefully this was a really loud uh, alarm for them because Milan are gonna be thirsty and they're gonna be at home um, they're gonna be trying to uh, get the win um you know, <laughs> it's funny because you you always you always have this thing that uh you know, you're at home, you have you have this sort of confidence and Roma doesn't have that. You know, today we allowed sixteen shots on goal uh in the first half. That's the I read that that's the most num- the highest number of shots on goal at him. I saw, saw that yeah. from Opta, yeah. For, yeah, since two thousand and five. You know, that's it's crazy. It just shows you how bad we were today. So I think we can only improve. Let it, let this be a lesson. Um, and I really hope Di Francesco understands what the main problem was.
0: Yes, so let's hope so. Even if they play a quarter of the way they did in that first half, they'll ship at least two goals, and it will be nearly impossible to come back from an obviously much better Milan side. So that that's all we have for today. Andy and I will certainly be back to preview the Milan-Roma match that, again, will undoubtedly be more difficult than this. Andy, a final word on this? Anything you got to get off your chest?
1: Forza Roma.
0: Okay, there we go. (laughs) Forza Roma, and we will keep our fingers crossed for the next one. Hopefully they can manage the three points away from the Olimpico. So until next time, everybody, ciao.
1: Ciao.